Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. How many computers do you have? Earlier this week, me, sysadmin working in my corner on half-damn stuff, Desk is next to entrance to IT room, which is a doorless frame, which puts my back to anyone that walks in. User, like the omnipresent cat and ninja hybrids they are, sneaks up behind me. Hey, Mojo. Me, unfazed and not even turning around while speaking. Not to be rude, but bigger fish to fry. Hey, user, what's up? User, oh, not much. Hey, when you have a spare minute sometime today, manager asked if you could relocate me to a spare desk with no assets. Me, that shouldn't be a problem. I know you're leaving early today. Do you need it done before then, or is after okay? User, I don't mind. Manager just asked for today. There's nothing at the desk already, so you'll need to move all my computers and stuff, too. Me, actually turning around now as we're eternally skint for assets, and I'm surprised this user apparently has multiple computers. Uh, computers? Like multiple? You have more than one? User, yeah, you know, these. Pointing at my dual office monitors. Computers. Me, with a look on my face. Oh, okay then. Yeah, that won't be a problem. User. Wait, hold on a minute. No, no, no. Tell me what IT thing did I say wrong. Me. Well, when you come into the office in the morning, what's the first thing you do to start working? This is a loaded question, as I know this user shuts down their tiny PC every day. User. I push the button on the box on the desk behind my computers. Me. Yeah, the thing you're pushing the button on is the computer. These are monitors, or screens. They just let you see what the computer is outputting. User, visible confusion. Oh, haha. Okay, well thanks for moving it all when you get to it. Exit stage left. Users between 20 and 25. God help me. There was a time when I could see younger people being confused about that, but I'm not sure today... Why anyone wouldn't know the difference between a computer and a monitor. Maybe maybe it's laptops? Maybe laptops are to blame. You know, considering it's pretty much one unit since it's all hooked together physically. That's the only thing I can think of. Don't dox the customers. So some years back, I was doing support for networking devices. We weren't an ISP. We just sold and troubleshot the networking devices routers, switches, etc. I still had a decent working knowledge of how most of the big ISPs in the country operated. Since a lot of my calls involved the internet going out, the customer panicking, looking at their internet box, their router, and calling the company whose name was on there, at which point we obviously had to troubleshoot the router and the internet connection, and it was usually, though not always, a problem with the internet connection. So our story begins with one of these calls, very standard. Hello, thank you for calling company. My name is Truly. How can I help you? Hi, my internet's out. I need it back up. Alright, have you already been in touch with your internet provider? Uh, that's you guys. I'm afraid it's not, but since you're here, we should still troubleshoot your... It's your name on the box! He was referring to a router. I'm aware, but we don't provide internet services. We only sell the equipment. Well, who's my internet provider then? I'm not sure, sir. Who do you pay your internet bill to? You guys! I'm fairly certain that's not the case, sir. You calling me a liar? 
No, sir. I'm just trying to tell you that we don't... What's your name? Truly. I want your full name and your employee number. I'm afraid I don't feel comfortable giving out my full name, and we don't really have employee numbers. You have to give me your full name. I'm a customer. I'm sorry, sir, but I don't have to do that. However, I assure you that I am the only truly in my department. Fine, I'm going to write an article about this. I'm a journalist in a big newspaper, you know. You're going to be fired before this is all said and done. Oh. I'll admit that I didn't have much of a response ready for that one. I wouldn't be surprised if your company ends up going under from this. We're a pretty important paper when it comes to consumer rights. I couldn't help myself. Which newspaper is it? Big mistake. Huge. What? Are you trying to dox me? Yes, he actually said dox. No, sir, I just asked... You're trying to dox me. I can't believe this. Who the heck do you think you are? Sir, no, I just figured if there's going to be an article about... I demand a manager. I need to speak to someone up the chain. This is outrageous. You can't treat customer like this. Give me your manager. At this point, my manager, who's been listening in on the last couple minutes, nods for me to transfer. She pretty quickly finds out it's an ISP problem and told me that he'd been quite pleasant to her throughout their conversation. I'll never forget that strange man. I'll never understand why people think those kind of threats really work. Like, okay, you work for a newspaper. Nobody's doing anything wrong here. Settle down, Skippy. You see that button there? Indeed, the one you just clicked. Yeah, don't click that. I work at a small AV company as a programmer, so naturally, IT falls under my purview. On the bright side, the company has no problem putting up the money for good hardware and warranties to match, and the few of us who are assigned computers are competent enough to keep them clean and maintained on their own. Our infrastructure consists of just one server for file archive and accounting, a fireproof NAS for backups of the critical stuff, a couple Meraki MX64s for that sweet, sweet point-and-click site-to-site VPN goodness, and an array of cloud services for everything else. So IT is a very easily manageable fraction of my workload. Today I came into the shop and was in the middle of my morning redditing search when I happened across a concerning thread. Warning of a BSOD, blue screen of death, triggered by printing. Since we have no update server, I got to chase this one manually. Lucky for me, the BSOD only gets triggered when printing to a Kyocera printer. But unlucky for me, we just happen to have one which sees frequent daily use by Bossman. So I paid him a visit. Me. Yo, Bossman, have you been able to print successfully today? Bossman. Yeah, why do you ask? Me. Is Windows caught up on updates? Bossman. I think so. Me. You mind checking for me? Bossman opens Windows Update Settings, which is sporting a happy green checkmark. Me. Cool, in that case, just leave it be so you can still... And that's as far as I got before Bossman clicked the Check Updates button, which dutifully began downloading and installing the offending update. Me. Well, I was trying to tell you not to do that, because that update has been known to cause a BSOD when printing to Kyocera printers. So... Bossman. Whoops. Well, in that case, I'll close everything up and give it a reboot, and test printing before restarting anything critical. Me. Okay, let me know how that goes. At the very least, Boss Man is the kind of guy who owns it when he F's up. So I left him to it while I refreshed my memory on update removal procedures back at my desk. 
He's also pretty experienced at the computering himself, so fixing it would just be standing over his shoulder and giving loose guidance. I was back at my very important research for only a few minutes before Bossman popped over to my desk. Bossman. Hey, everything seems to work fine with that update still installed, so I'm going to leave it. Me. Good deal. So what did we learn today? Bossman. Let you finish your sentence before poking things I shouldn't? Me. boy. Yeah. You might be the one in charge, but... Being the boss doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to the people under you. You hired them for a reason. Data Center Meltdown So I'm working a bit late with the new guy shadowing me when a call comes in. Hi dude, I need some help. The router is reporting high temperature alert. Can you give it the once over? Asks the network guy. Sure thing, say I, and off we go to the data center rooms. The first room was fine, the second one was fine, and you know the saying, third time lucky. Well, I think they need to change that saying. On opening the door, I was hit by a wave of heat. I went and grabbed a couple of chairs and wedged the doors open. My shadow stayed on guard while I went to find security. Hi guys, do you have visibility of the DC? Yes, those CCTV screens there, says security. Well, what does it say on the big temperature LCD display? 50 degrees Celsius. And you don't think that's strange, say I, raising my hands to the heavens, then sighing. No. The room's like a sauna, so get facilities back in to fix it. I go and update the boss, and he says to shut down all the servers. I get back to the DC, and my shadow isn't looking so good. I tell him to stand outside while being on guard. By the time the servers are shut down, I'm soaked in sweat. Facilities arrive later. Seems that one of the air conditioners went down and the remaining two failed as it was too much for them to handle. The only saving grace was that it was the pre-production DC. So it sounds to me like security is also in charge of kind of keeping tabs on the server rooms and things like that. Temperatures, uh, fire, you know, most security in most companies and buildings is in charge of like Firewatch, uh, things like that. So yeah, something that's that out of whack should have been noticeable to them. Sure, I can transfer you. After creating a makeshift office out of a conference room and connecting three P's into our office network, it was finally time to add the two IP phones. The first phone line was pre-existing, so I knew the call quality would be adequate. After I created the line for the second phone, it was time to test the call quality. But who would be able to answer my call? Could there possibly be someone whose only job it is to answer phones and see what the caller needs? That's right, I called reception. Hey, this is IT Admin, and I'm testing the call quality for this new phone line. Can you please confirm you can hear me clearly? Certainly, I'll transfer you to IT Admin right away. <laughs> After leaving myself a voicemail to check the call quality, I painstakingly walked back into my office to listen. After confirming the quality was crystal clear, I was left with more questions and answers as to why I was transferred to my own voicemail from an internal extension. Happy Thursday. <laughs> it was a movie. I think it was called Gotcha. I'm kind of showing my age here. Back in the 80s, uh, it was these college kids on campus that played, uh, basically played tag with dart guns. You know, the little dart, little plastic dart with a suction cup on the end. And uh, this kid got recruited by this girl who pretended to like him. She was a Russian spy, blah, blah, blah. But he kept calling home to his house. And he was, I guess he was this rich kid who had servants at home 
And, uh, the Hispanic maid kept answering the phone and he kept saying, hi, this is Jonathan. Let me speak to my dad. No, Jonathan, no here. Jonathan, no here. So yeah, anyway, corny, but it was funny. And if you haven't seen it, go check out that movie. It's dated, but I liked it. It was kind of a cool movie. I just know I have more messages than that. I just took a call from one of the owners complaining that he just wasn't seeing enough messages from people when he sorts by from. Background. This is one of those people who insists that computers should work the way he wants, not the way they actually do. And we need to accommodate his desires. He has up, oh my god, he has upwards of 150,000 mail messages in his inbox. And at times exceeds 70 gigabytes of space occupied by his OST file. All that said, MS has it pretty much right. We have fewer problems than you might expect. So I remote it into his desktop and take a look. From his brother Abe, he has five messages, one unread. From Bob, he has seven messages, two unread. Knowing how these folks operate, I know that that's completely unreasonable. There should be hundreds for each of them. So I take a look around the screen and note the 151,000 plus unread messages in his inbox. Then I glance up at the search box. I see the word key in the search, including quotes. When I mention this to the user, he realizes what happened and quickly ended the call. While that kind of thing gives me a story for Tales from Tech Support, I really do like the occasional that was easy kind of call. Okay, confession time. So my daytime job, I'm self-employed. I have a retail business. It's manufacturing and retail, but uh, so when my orders come in, I use a Weebly website. I know I should be using WordPress. I do feel ashamed, but anyway, it was pretty easy. Drag and drop. The shopping cart works pretty well and all that stuff. So anyway, when I go to bring up orders in the morning, when I get to the shop, there should be a bunch of orange and green dots down the right side. New orders or unfulfilled orders. And the green, of course, is orders that have been filled and shipped. And uh, one day I came in and I just didn't... I knew there was new orders because I had gotten notifications on my cell phone, but they just weren't showing up on the computer so I could print the order sheets out and fill the orders. It was making me crazy. Yeah, the day before I had done a search for a specific customer and their name was still in the search box up top. So, yeah. I kind of wonder why all the last, like, dozen orders were from somebody named Kyle. Yep, that's probably why. This happened to me back in 2007 or so. I used to work tech support for a local school district, and I got a call one day for an iMac that wouldn't boot. Took a look and it was quickly realized the OS was borked. But the drive itself was fine. I backed everything up, re-imaged it, and restored all data. When I was done, the teacher asked me, so what happened? Well, the OS went corrupt. Not sure what happened, but it's usually something like the computer coming unplugged before shutting it down properly. Teacher, properly? Me, yeah, go to the Apple menu and click on shutdown. Teacher, oh, I don't do that. Me, uh, that's probably why this happened. Teacher, I guess that's probably why my computer at home is having problems. Me, yep, that's probably why. This teacher was in her late 20s, too. Facepalm. Why are you grabbing a sponge in a bucket? Today I had a fun one that I just gotta share. Me, 
Thank you for calling IT. This is me. How may I assist? User. Hi, my email says it's full. Me. Okay, let's get connected. We get connected and see that they have nearly 20,000 emails going back all the way to the 180-day cutoff. Me. Yep, that'll do it. You have nearly 20,000 emails in your inbox going all the way back to September 10th. You'll need to clean out your older ones. User. So, just clean out the older emails on my computer? Me. In your inbox, yes. User. Hey, hun, go grab the bucket, please. He said I need to wash this thing. Me, thinking he's joking, laughs. <laughs> he doesn't laugh back. Me, were were you serious just now? User, you said to wash it. 45 seconds of silence. Me, no sir, I said you need to clean out your inbox. Why are you grabbing a bucket? User, going to wash it out like you said. Got a sponge in a bucket. Me, sir, don't... Don't do that. You'll ruin your PC. Here, let me delete a few thousand old emails for you. I'm going to turn on advanced archiving tools as well to prevent your inbox from getting full. Silence on the line again. Me. Um, I have to ask. You okay? User. Yes, why would you ask that? Me. Well, I was confused. You said you were going to wash your laptop. It's an electronic device and doing that is dangerous to you as well as will completely ruin the laptop. User. Yeah, I thought it was weird you asked me to wash it, but you're IT, so I figured you knew your stuff. He's 37. Okay, if the IT guy said exactly what was typed, then there's no possible way I could imagine that this guy could translate that in his brain to physically washing his laptop with a bucket of sponge and water, or fluid of any kind. He had to have been, he had to have been trolling the IT guy, that's all I can figure. My surround sound doesn't work. Sometimes there are simply no words. Me, how can I help you? Color, yeah, um, my surround system at the cabin isn't working. I turned my Bluetooth on and plugged in both wires. Me, okay, so you're trying to get the surround sound working on the TV? Color, no, on my phone. I unhooked the wires and plugged them into my phone and it's not working. At this point, I'm coming to the realization that this surround system has the old-school speaker wires that are split, red and black, and go into two switch-release splitters that you insert the red and black frayed wires into. This caller is trying to place the frayed wires in his headphone jack, but was sure to turn on his Bluetooth first. Okay, so that's somebody who thinks they understand how speakers work and speaker connections. Even so, why would you just jam the end of those stranded wires into your headphone jack? Best case scenario, you're going to fry your uh, your headphone jack. I don't know what the worst case scenario would be. No, YouTube is a 911 emergency. I work as a senior on-site support tech, so I get the interesting roles. For this one, I'm augmenting the 911 call center's internal techs for additional staff and to help with co-coordinating with the rest of IT. I was updating one of the call taker's desks and and doing our periodic maintenance checklist while it wasn't being used. The desk beside me was staffed and received this call. I didn't actually look up the recording for the call, so it's just paraphrased from the ECO that actually took the call. They went through their normal greeting and when asked for fire, police, or EMS, they said their internet was down. They couldn't get to YouTube. 
after they confirmed that was what the issue was, stating it back to them, at which point everyone around was watching, and when the caller couldn't get it through that 911 wasn't for that sort of issue, and they needed to call their ISP, they asked their normal question for a mistake call. Are you safe where you are? Are you speaking freely? And when they got affirmative to them, just hung up on the caller. The rest of my time at that desk, I got to hear some other interesting stories of calls that shouldn't have made it through. It's my favorite part of working with them. I get to hear the fun stories of interesting calls. It just astounds me at what people will call 911 for. Just plug in the monitor. So about two months ago, we had a customer order two desktop PCs with two new in-the-box monitors. We're a managed IT company, so typically we assist with installing security software, joining to the domain, installing basic applications, push policies, and such prior to delivering the machines. Man, that's a mouthful. The customer has some specialized software that they request they install and manage from their end, but they wanted me to set up the rest of their software for them. I did so and scheduled a time to drop off the equipment. The customer was an hour away, so we wanted to plan everything ahead of time. We were very specific on what was to be done. The plan was that I would drop off the equipment, they would plug in the hardware and install their applications, and then the employees needing the desktops would log into them, test that they were set up correctly, and then box them up and take them home. Long story short, too late. It took us just a couple of days to configure the devices and have them ready to deliver. This customer was very slow at responding, so it took about a week from the time they were ready to confirm they could be brought in. Eventually, I was able to drop off the desktops at their site in the main lobby and let staff know that they were ready. But it was still another two weeks until they actually tried to hook them up and install their software. This is where the fun begins. So the point of contact I had for these desktops was not tech savvy and, and decided to have one of their administrative assistants, let's call her Becky, who's also not all that tech savvy, be tasked with setting up the desktops. The guy who installs their software, let's call him Joe, is usually out on the road so he's not able to log in and do their installs until the desktops are hooked up and ready for him. Well Becky tried to set up the desktops but was adamant that they could not connect the desktops to the monitors because they needed HDMI cables. The desktops use DP cables and not HDMI. I let Becky know that the monitors that came with the desktops have DP cables included with them, and that she would just need to connect the DP cables that came with the monitors into the back of the desktops, and they should work. She just needs to match the shapes of the cables with the shapes of the holes. I actually opened up the monitors ahead of time to confirm this prior to delivering them. I hear nothing for another few days after several attempts to call and email them. Eventually, Becky tells me that she ordered HDMI cables from Amazon, and they would arrive in a few days. I repeated that she does not need to order separate cables, that the monitors come with the correct ones. About a week later, Becky emails me with her manager copied in. She sends me photos of HDMI cables in front of the back of the DP ports on the back of the desktop and says, These HDMI cables we order do not work. We need to connect these desktops. I repeated to her and her manager that, as stated previously, the monitors that came with the desktops are new in the box and contain the correct cables. She should not have needed to purchase HDMI cables. The monitors came with an HDMI, DP, and VGA cable in the box. All she needs to do is match the shape of the DP cable in the box 
with the shape of the DP port on the back of the monitor and then plug it into the desktop. Her manager then chimes in stating, At this point, we need someone to come on site from your team to help us out with this. I don't want to waste any more of Becky's time on this project. Keep in mind, it's been about a month now that they've had these desktops, and in over a month they could not connect the monitors to these desktops, and were not responding to my follow-up calls. Part of me is amazed by how difficult they're making this setup, but the other part of me wants to be a good tech and assist as they need assistance. So I'm taking another trip out there, an hour each way, to connect the desktop to a monitor. It'll take me all of five minutes to plug the cable into the desktop. We still need Joe to set up the software on these devices, so aside from plugging in the monitor, there's nothing else I'm able to do at this time. It's just amazing that with how many people work at their office, at least a dozen people are there at any given time, nobody is able to figure out how to connect a monitor, and poor Becky has to try and figure it out. Too long didn't read. Customer doesn't know how to match shapes or read emails, so I have to drive two hours to plug in a monitor. I... Yeah, I mean, first of all, why would you wait days and weeks before you call for help? Point number two. If the tech told you what type of cable you're supposed to be using, at the very least, maybe get on your phone and look it up on Google. You know, type in DP cable and see what it's all about. Where does it plug in? Everything else. And sometimes you just got to help yourself or at least follow the directions of the person that knows what to do. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.